If you want to contact me, or if you want me to read something, or even if you just have any questions about myself or the book, you can email me at moonthenightwing12 at gmail.com. The email will be in the description. Now back to the book. Hello, and welcome back to my podcast. Today I'll be reading Chapter 4 of Wings of Fire, The Hidden Kingdom. Starflight nearly leapt out of his scales. Lloyd felt her talons dig into the leafy dirt as she tried not to bolt into the jungle. The screams faded, and she realized that all the ramings were staring at her quizzically. Are you alright? Jembu said. Wow, that's spooked that's a spooked color. You weren't freaked like that by us. You clearly need to work on our scariness. I'm not spooked, Lori said, gritting her teeth and regaining control of her scales. I am, Starfight Sammers. What what was that noise? Oh, Lyanna said. Escape the monkeys, she pointed up, and Gloria saw spotted a pair of mon- brown monkeys lounging on a branch overhead. They started doing that a few years ago. It started us f- at first, too, Jambu said sympathetically. They used to make a deeper, grunty noise, but now it's all shrinking and gibbering like dragons being murdered. You get used to it. Do you? Gloria asked. On the one talon, that explained what the Mudwings patrols were hearing from the rainforest. On the other, it definitely did not explain the dead soldiers. And on the third talon, why would a monkey suddenly start making different noises than they had before? And on the fourth, why didn't the Rainwings think that was weird? Come back to our village, Jambu said. We can knock you out for the flight there if you want. You might be more comfortable. There are a lot of branches in the way. Uh, No, thank you, Starflight said. Absolutely not, Gloria said at the same time. Jambu shrugged. All right, then follow us. He leaped gracefully into the air and sprawled up toward the treetops. The rest of the dragons did the same. It looked a bit like rainbows exploding and splattering color all over the tree. Gloria and Starfoot followed them into the canopy, high above the florist floor, where they were surrounded by sunlit emerald green and the whirling and whispering of tiny wings. Birds started and hopped all around them, as brightly colored as the rain wings. Whenever Glory paused for more than a moment, purple and gold butterflies landed on her talons or her head. Perhaps they thought she was a flower. They stayed away from Starfight's darker scales. The rain wings moved through the treetops with a weird grace, using their tails or spreading their wings to glide between the trees. It looked more like swimming in the air than flying. Glory wasn't sure she'd ever get the hang of it, but it made sense, since flying straight between the densely packed trees would be difficult for creatures the size of dragons. Starflight kept smacking into vines as he tried to keep up with them. Glory wondered if he was wishing he'd accepted the offer to be knocked out in a net like the others. She saw Sunny's net soar past, handed smoothly from talon to talon, from rainwing to rainwing. With a quick glance to make sure no one was watching her, Glory tried wrapping her tail around a branch and swinging in a full circle, like the other ringwings did. Almost there, Jambu sat landing beside her. His weight on the branch threw off her swing, and she ended up hanging upside down by her tail for an awkward moment. With a grin, he reached down and helped hold her back upright. His, her back talons gripped the rough bark of the branch. It felt like an ancient dragon scale under her. It felt like ancient dragon scales under her claws. You really aren't from around here, he said. No, Glory said as Starflight thudded down cl- clumsily on the branch as well. M- my egg was stolen from the Raymings six years ago. Well, I can 
take you out tree gliding any time you want practice, he said. I bet you'll figure it out pretty quickly. He spread his wings and leapt off again. Gloria frowned at his departing pink tail. Yeah, that was weird, Sarfa said, answering her unspoken thought. Wasn't it? As if he didn't care at all, Gloria said. He didn't ask who stole me or where I was raised or even laughed at like he remembered an egg getting stolen. As the eggs just vanished all the time. No big deal. She scratched her rough that thoughtfully. Well, whatever. Maybe they do. Maybe there's a rainforest monster and the dragons are used to losing eggs to it. That is really, really not comforting, Starfight said. He wrapped his black wing closer to himself, peering down at the floor's floor as if he expected something toothy to pop up and try to grab him. Comforting. Gloria couldn't think of any particularly comforting explanation for Jumbo's lack of interest in her abduction. Perhaps he's just a weird dragon who doesn't pay attention to dragonettes or eggs. Surely the rest of my tribe will care. Come on, let's keep up. She said to Starflight. A few swings and glides later, suddenly all the rain wings around them veered up, spiraling even higher into the treetops. Starflight made an anxious noise as the nets whooshed by with their unconscious friends in them. And then the dragon started to land, and Glory began to see the home of the rain wings. Oh, she breathed. She stopped to hover in the air so she could look at everything. The iridescent colors of the dragon's brought the hidden world forward. Otherwise, the village was camouflaged as well as the rain wings. Wide vine walkways shimmered with talon-sized orange orchards hung between leafy platforms. A few of the tree houses had low walls or woven ceilings. Other were open to the sky, car- carpeted with soft white flowers like fallen clouds. Glory spotted a few of the sleepy gray sloths ambling or swinging between the walkways. She wondered if they weren't smart enough to know why they were surrounded by dragons who could eat them at any moment. This is the coolest place I've ever been, Gloria thought triumphantly, and it's my place. Visitors, Liana called. She had one corner of Clay's net in her claws. Carefully, she and the other rainwings lowered him onto a platform wide enough for twenty dragons. Glory swept up to land beside him and watched her tribe gently sit down her other friends. Dragon heads popped up all around the village. Glory realized that most of them were hanging hanging contraptions like hammocks. She studied the closest one. It was strung between two trees, sturdily woven of vines and lined with violet feathers and blue petals. The dragon inside was almost impossible to see until he poked his head out. His scales matched the green and purple round him perfectly. Clever, Starfight said, tilting his head at the hammock. He glanced at the ground miles below them and shivered. I certainly wanted, wouldn't want to sleep up this high with something like that. Look at the hammock design. Without something like that. Look at the hammock design. You can't fall out. And with Raymond camouflage, enemies can't, like, aren't likely to spot you either. Glory glanced down at her scales and saw a color rolling through them she'd never seen on herself before. A vibrant blue-purple. She guessed meant pride. She was proud of her tribe. She'd barely met them, and already they were as impressive as she hoped. So there, Guardian, she thought, all those years of making me sleep on uncomfortable walk ledges in the dark. And who are the backward dragons, exactly? I know, it's pretty. We quite like our village, too, Liana said practically in Glory's ear. Glory jumped back, flicking her tail. All right, there was one thing that made her uncomfortable. The way the other ramings looked at her as if they expected to understand every thought she had. 
just by reading her scales. She clamped down on her emotions, turning her scales back to a treetop green that matched the background. Liana did seem ruffled by Glory's reaction. The ramming scanned the leaves overhead and smiled as five small dragons in shades of sky blue and copper dropped through the canopy toward them. You hungry? Liana said as the dragons opened their talons. Strange shapes bounded and rolled across the platform, bumping against Glory's sleeping friends. Glory picked up the closest one. The, picked up the one closest to her, lime green and star shaped. It smelled like pineapple and basil. She poked at it with one claw, wondering if she had to peel it. Under the mountain, the dragonets had almost never eaten fruit. She knew more from reading about it in scrolls than from a f- the few berries Webb some- had sometimes brought back. Queen Scarlet was the only one who'd given her a pineapple. Don't think about Queen Scarlet. Starflex scanned the platform with a disappointed expression. Is all of this fruit? Yes. Isn't there any meat? Liana wrinkled her nose. You can hunt if you want, she said. But really, it's a waste of energy. She glanced up at the sky again. And it's almost our sun time, so if you must, then do it quietly. Sun time? Gloria asked. Oh, sweetheart, Liana shook her head. Is that what's wrong with you? I wasn't aware that anything was wrong with me, Gloria said firmly, keeping her scales from changing color. No, not from a reaming's point of view, anyway. It's just scales, Liana said. They're so, they're so mousy. Gloria stared at her. Mousy? You know, Liana said apologetically, apologetically, a little dull, not like ours. She stretched out one of her wings and let a waterfall of rainbow ripple through it. She sang not as beautiful as other rain wings. Certainly they were all very bright and shiny. Maybe her own scales weren't quite as vibrant. Glory wasn't sure what to think of that. In fact, she was pretty sure she didn't care. She'd always been the pretty one, and it had never gotten her anywhere other than chained to a decorative tree in the Skywing Palace. So, tell me about this sun time, she said with a shrug. A few streaks of orange and emerald flashed through Liana's scales and then vanished into dark blue again. Orange and emerald. If their scales worked the same way, then that meant Liana was feeling a little surprised and a little irritated as if she'd hoped to prod more of a reaction out of glory. This scale-reading business can go both ways, my new friends. Sometime, Liana said smoothly, as if her scales hadn't changed at all. It's the hours went as brightest, so we climb up as high as we can as clo- so, so we climb up as close as to it as we can, and we sleep. Oh, Starfire interjected in his figuring things out voice. Glory, it's like those naps you always take after lunch. I knew that must be a rainwing thing, but I could never figure out the point. Why sleep in the middle of the day? Don't you have other all? Don't you all have important things to do? Glory flicked her tail, narrowed her eyes at him, but Leona didn't seem offended. The sun recharges our scales while we sleep. She explained, makes us prettier, better at camouflage, smarter, and happier. What could be what could be more important than that? Oh, Starfleet said again. He studied Gloria like a scroll that finally made sense. Oh, happier? Like less grouchy? Shut up, Gloria said, giving him a shove. She'd already put some of the pe- these pieces together in her own mind. She knew that what the Guardians had done, keeping her trapped underground away from the sun her whole life, had probably made her go into a grumpier, less powerful dragon than she could have been. But she didn't need the others figuring that out because she didn't need their pity. And who knew what she 
would have been like otherwise. Being prickly was kind of an essential part of being glory, if you asked her. The truth was, in the Skywing Kingdom, where Queen Scarlet left her in the sun all day, Gloria had never felt happier or more at peace or less like herself. She knew it was the effect of the sun and nothing else. She knew what, that what she'd experienced was like finally getting to eat as much as she needed after a lifetime of starvation. She knew that Queen Scarlet was evil and that Glory was only another sparkly piece of tre- treasure to her. Part of her had hated it. Hated that the weird sleepiness and the unmotivated contentment that made her feel like a puddle of slugs. And yet, there was a part of her that could have stayed that way forever. She shook herself fiercely. So, go sleep, she said to Liana. We're not going anywhere. The other randwings who'd carried the nest had already flown off to higher platforms in the treetops. Some were sprawled out in open patches of sun, while others were stretched inside the clever hammock snoring true said liana we'll wake up before your pens do don't you want to ask all your questions first starfight said to glory don't you want to find found out your family and there's no rush glory said cutting him off they're asleep now anyway the answers will be the same in a few hours she knew she was good at looking she knew she was good at looking like she didn't care she particularly she particularly wanted Liana to think she didn't care. It was lucky that questions couldn't parade across her scales like her emotions. Or she'd have been covered in them, but she wasn't about to look desperate in her first moments with her new tribe. She certainly didn't seem to have a million questions for her. They certainly didn't seem, didn't seem to have a million questions for her. So fine, she could act like this reunion was no big deal to her either. Maybe acting cool and unconcerned was a natural wing thing. Starfight Scratch said. Can we at least ask about the monster? Monster? Liana laughed. Is there such a thing as monsters? Really? Starfight asked. Then what's killing Mudwing soldiers on your borders? Oh, Liana said. That monster. Starfight Wings flared, and his eyes went wide as the moons. Liana burst out laughing. Your face! She cried, that was so worth it. I'm just kidding, little black dragon. I don't know anything about dead mud wings, but I do know we don't have any monsters here. Just relax, Starflight, Glory said. Think about libraries or something. L- little dragon, Jembu called from a perch high above, Glory said. She squinted up at him, dazzled by the bright light reflecting off his magenta scales. Are you joining us for some time? Want a hammock, he offered, or a platform? Glory blinked at her friends. Clay was snoring louder than all the rain wings combined. Tsunami frowned even in her sleep, her claws twitching as if she was dreaming about fighting. Sunny was curled up in a peaceful ball like a snoozing chinchilla, and Webbs, with his shallow breathing, looked and sounded halfway dead. If they were going to wake up soon anyway... Go ahead, Starfight said. It's okay, I'll watch them. He shook his wings and puffed out his chest imposingly, which... Came across a bit like a tree frog trying to look menacing. Wake me up if you need anything, Glory said. If I hear someone shrieking like a tiny scavenger, I'll assume it's you. Starflight huffed in outrage as Glory scooped up a couple of mysterious fruits and flew to Jambu's branch. I'll take you to a platform. I'll take you to a platform. I'll take a platform, she said, landing beside the pink rain ring. You sure, he said. Usually dragonets stick to the hammocks in case they roll off in their sleep. 
<clears throat> you wake up before hitting the ground, but you probably hit a few other things first. So, you know, we're not talking about death or anything, but some serious ouch. I'll be fine, Gloria said. She'd never fallen off the ghastly rock edge where she'd been forced to sleep for six years. And even in her Skyring sun overdose almost coma, she'd always stay perfectly balanced on the marble tree. A calm sleeper, huh? said Jambu. Clear conscious, peaceful dreams. Sure, Gloria said. As if I would tell you my dream, uh, as if I would tell my dreams to a dragon I just met, or my crimes for that matter. Then you can join ours, he said, hopping from the branch to a platform covered in overlapping leaves, laid out to look like one gigantic leaf. The other two dragons on it nodded sleepily at her. Glory turned in a circle, laying, lay down with her wings spread wide to catch as much sunshine as possible. Warmth flooded through her, as if she were rolling in molten gold. This, she thought, as her eyes closed and all her muscles relaxed. I could have slept in the sun like this in every day of my life. Forget the stupid prophecy. This is the destiny I was supposed to have.